0: Hi, everybody. Welcome to Pale and Comparison, a proud member of the Doof Network. In this podcast, my sister uses her knowledge of the other verse to take a look at Pact, Wild Bow's least chill work, and I try to not give away any spoilers. I'm Jenny, and Malia convinced me to read Worm.
1: I'm Malia, and Jenny convinced me to read everything else. This episode, we are covering CNA DA chapters 14.5 and 14.6. Before we get into that, however, I'd like to issue a spoiler warning. This podcast is filled with pale spoilers. If you don't know what Verona ends up using her shipment of God milk for and don't want us to tell you, stop now, read Pale, and come back to this podcast. As for Pact, there will be full spoilers to the chapters we
0: are covering. All right. Our summary for this episode. um, Blake and Evan fight some evil birds. Blake spots a hidden tree trap, which would have murdered everyone. Peter gives Roxanne a talking to. Blake is almost choked out, but Corviday comes to the rescue. But Blake remembers the abyssal vision and is suspicious. Mara is 13 and terrifying. She offers a really crappy deal. Blake plays a- along, but turns on Corviday. All the birds attack everyone, but Rose and the Calvary come to save the day. What do you think of these chapters, Malia? Um, They were good. Um,
1: I don't know. Peter was a big highlight, and uh, Rose coming back is hyped. So,
0: woo! Yay! That's pretty sweet. All right. We'll start talking about everything. Uh, Blake and Evan fight some evil birds.
1: Yeah, um, I thought it was funny how Evan, like, the relationship between Evan and the others in town is funny um, Mm -hmm. and rude. Um, Like, it seems like they're all, like, annoyed and or like to make fun of this child. Um, And it's interesting because, like, I feel like Blake gets along a lot better with random others that he meets. Uh, mm -hmm. Which is frustrating because, like, I mean, maybe they're like, oh, you're a little kid, shut up. But, like, Evan is, like, so great and wonderful and happy and uh it's frustrating that the others just make fun of him or something yeah um but seeing them fly together is really fun and evan is essential to blake (laughs) like he couldn't do this at all without evan Mm -hmm. um and it's fun seeing them fly around and um um yeah like i don't know evan just like lifts blake up like now he does it literally um, but he's even you know like oh what's the worst thing can throw at us? You beat a dragon, <laughs> and Blake's like no I didn't, and Evan's like no we have to say it, and like the spirits will believe that you're like a total badass. And on the one hand yes, and on the other hand I feel like you know stories like to keep throwing like harder and harder things at the hero, and so we don't want something harder than a dragon thrown at Blake. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but it is nice that he hypes him up um he also calls Blake a bird nerd which is funny because ben tells me a lot about well okay so blue jays are assholes um they're also ben's favorite bird one of them um they're hmm. really smart and they're they're super territorial um and so they'll imitate they'll imitate like hawk sounds hmm um and to scare off like other birds and they'll do, like, alarm calls when they'll, you know, do that to, like, make other birds freak out and leave their area. And so when Evan doesn't know the difference between, like, a crow and a hawk and a turkey vulture or whatever, um, like, he he needs to learn what hawks sound like. It's really important that he knows what a hawk sounds like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Like, it could save your life and or get blue jays to laugh at you but um
0: yeah i feel like out of everything that's been going on a hawk is probably the least of his worries right now it's i mean like fair.
1: right now yes but i feel like he talked about a hawk trying to eat him like
0: <laughs> a couple <laughs> hours ago <laughs> it's fair yeah he probably hasn't had time to try to learn <laughs> hawk calls that's
1: true it's it's he might not even realize that it's something he could figure out reliably um Because I doubt that any of the people he knows besides Blake, like, know any bird noises. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I liked, I mean, again, yeah, being with Ben, I know a little bit more about crows and, like, turkey vultures um, versus just, like, black vultures. And I love that Blake knows that they're turkey vultures. They're not just vultures. Um, And it's weird thinking of them as aggressive. Um, Down where we live, they like to ride the thermals. I think I talked about this last week. Um, but they, they just seem so chill all the time and they're like carrion eaters. You know, they're not like, at least I, I'm pretty sure, you know, they're not aggressive. Um, crows are probably more aggressive, but it's interesting that these are the birds that she, Mara has harnessed. Um, but I do think of them as being like American birds. And so Mm -hmm. like, like, you know, new world birds or whatever, not old world birds, um. so it is somewhat fitting that she uses them and not I don't know
0: Ben mm. knows
1: more about birds than I do but
0: I don't know if anyone knows more about birds than Ben <laughs> <laughs> you'd be surprised <laughs> does he have like a bird like I was like who's his idol probably like a bird guy right
1: yeah well there's this kid <laughs> there's this kid who lives down here Who's the son of a a lawyer down here? And we mm-hmm. haven't actually met that lawyer or this kid, but <laughs> he's been told about him several times. Um he um he's just really, really good at identifying birds, particularly by sound. Um and he like has a I don't know, he's kind of a big deal. I don't remember what all the bird <laughs> watching metrics are or whatever, but like <laughs> so but people like tell Ben about him when he's like, Yeah, I like birds um and they're like oh have you met like this okay you know to be this fair kid?
0: ben doesn't ever just say oh i like birds <laughs> he's like oh that's like a uh, red-tailed web weaver <laughs> M- mickey 5000 right there <laughs> and people are like oh this fucker like really <laughs> likes birds <laughs> i bet he'd get along with this other guy
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah but so there's this website called ebird where you can like um track where and when you've seen birds um and it can give you an idea of like what birds are in certain areas and stuff and so he noticed that there was this one name that kept coming up over and over when we were like looking to move down here he was like looking for cool spots to see birds and there was this one name coming up over and over and it's this like it's this kid who's a big deal and so when somebody was like oh have you met blah 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 like he has a son and Ben was like, "Oh yeah, Ryan." Like, so, so Ben <laughs> "Wow, <laughs> that's not weird at all." And it was fucking "Yeah, it was weird." Um, I'd be like, "How do
0: you know this?" Oh wow, <laughs>
1: yeah. But several people have been like, "Oh yeah,
0: all right." That's not what I thought what you were going to say when I was thinking of like a bird idol. <laughs> you know, like some how old is? I don't know. Some some. <sighs> I think kid.
1: he's a teenager. I'm not sure. Okay. Um, I mean, some... there's yeah. There's, like, people who have bird podcasts. There's, like, you know, ornithologists and various things. But he hasn't specifically mentioned, like, a bird island. Mm.
0: All right. You know Because yeah, I, mean, uh, I know you do a podcast with Ben every now and then. Like, do you guys do bird facts at the end? Or is or no, because it would never end.
1: Yeah, I, I don't, don't do think that. so. I think They'll once Ben told talking. people to try to identify a bird, that that was their homework. Um, which is kind of fun. But... He he's talked about starting a bird co- podcast with one of his friends who's getting his PhD in um, evolutionary biology or something like that. Is that friend Brian? No, <laughs> that'd be really cool if Brian was getting a PhD. Um, but <laughs> so they we we like to go birding with him, and um, it could I think they'd do a fun podcast, but they haven't started it yet. Do you
0: guys have a birding playlist? No. What? Why? <laughs> What do you mean? Like, well, I mean, okay, I, I get I get. you probably wouldn't want to play music, like, during the birding, because you don't want to scare the birds, but, like, while you're... And you want to be able to hear them. Yeah, but, like, while you're driving to the birding destination, so you can get in the right mindset for birding. I don't
1: think so. Sometimes he'll put on a birding podcast. The American Birding Association has um, at least one podcast.
0: They'll talk about birds. Are you saying that that's not... Okay. It sounds like it'd be really dry, but but maybe it's not Um, maybe they're just like totally hip and happening you know which that in itself is not a hip and happening statement my
1: my favorite i haven't listened to too many other episodes to be honest but my favorite segment that i've heard is the host and this one guy will get on and they have this list of like i don't know three however many birds there are in the aba area which is like north um, it's like the u.s canada and that might be it um butt load. But yeah, there's this big list of a couple hundred birds and they'll do like a random number generator. And so they'll and then they'll go to that bird on the list and they'll just like talk about that bird and
2: it's nuts.
1: <laughs> I love it so much. They'll be like, Oh yeah, like they live here, and like this is kind of like their migration thing, and this is the one time that I saw that one bird, and Ben is overhearing me talking about birds, and he's very <laughs> happy. <laughs> All right. Look,
0: I've I've found this is the first link. Um, <laughs> oh, no random burn generator online and it said quantity i'm just gonna do one generate jackdaw go babe
1: can you tell me jackdaw facts one fact um well i think jackdaws so he told me this the other day that we don't know if jackdaws are crows except we do because they're not
2: (laughs) we would probably
1: call them jackdaws wait no come i was gonna tell okay ben's gonna tell you about this weird thing that English people do with their birds and then we're gonna move on.
2: <laughs> okay. Hello. Hello. <laughs> so a weird thing that English people did with birds they really liked back in like the sixteenth century was give them human names. So oh. for instance, Jackdaw, um, Magpie oh.
1: or Maggie.
2: They used to call them Maggie Pie.
1: Oh. and what was the other example then? Robin.
2: The Robin, right. Mm. Robin doesn't mean red. It's short for Robert. Robin Hood was Robert Hood, but a pet name, right? And so Robin Redbreast, you should just be called Redbreast. And and then everyone was like, oh, that's Robin Redbreast, our friend. (laughs) And then we named Birds in America Robins, the American (laughs) Robin, because it looked just like Robin Redbreast. But Robin doesn't mean red. All we said was that's the American little Robert." Was so there
0: like so, some restriction Mary for Cohen like?
2: Bird, uh, you'll probably see them pets. this spring in your neighborhoods if you live in North America. um And remember, it's Robin Redbreast. What's up?
0: Now Like uh, you said, this is like what English people used to do back in the day. Like, did did they have some kind of restriction on like having pets or something? Because is that like they're like I can't have a pet. I really right. really want to name Jack. You know, so we're just going to name I feel all. like it was
2: probably rich people who did this because <laughs> wow. they had the time to worry about and also like to write it down. But if it were the poor, that would make sense because mm. they would have had to eat all their pets. So they probably named the birds oh, that yeah. were fast enough to get away. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, like uh, Jack. I have a great podcast. Uh,
1: oh, thank you. <laughs> we should do a bird podcast, babe. Yeah.
0: That's great. That's great. Wow. Okay. That was a good fact.
1: Yay. Like words it. are fun.
0: <laughs> it's really fun. I feel like that's better than my fact. Although I found another fact that was kind of weird. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Um, although I've lost it. I don't know where it went. It's kinda of sad. Had a good fact and now it's gone. No oh. <sighs> such a sad, sad day. Yeah. It is something anyway. Um anyway, Blake gets hitchcocked. Um blake gets hitchcocked yep that's a good way to say it
1: (laughs) um i feel a little bit bad he's having some like ptsd from pose and he's like oh evan you weren't there and also like later uh it's clear that you know evan well no evan probably if evan had been there maybe he would have thought rose had had the thing happen um anyway evan wasn't there when blake got swarmed by animals last time and so he's not as freaked out um I also really liked how, you know, Blake should do roundhouse kicks. And Blake was like, I can't do a roundhouse kick in real life. <laughs> and that was funny.
0: Um, I bet he could do it if he tried. I mean, he could try. Yeah, he just has you could do anything if you put your mind to it.
1: Yeah. And they're not, you know, not that hard. They're not like flying leaps or whatever. They're roundhouse kicks. Anyway, um, so these birds are scary and they're they're fucking going for it. And so they try to run away by doing this like incredible dive uh, where Blake's like, finally, I feel alive as I plummet to my death. Um, (laughs) Your face is funny. Okay. Sorry, I'm
0: reading something that, (laughs) sorry. Um, You have to cut this part out. And I say that because I want to tell you this fact right now. Well, then maybe just save it. I know, but I wanted to tell you in case you were like, this is terrible, don't fucking say this shit. Okay. You sound so. You sound so annoyed. Oh no, goodness. I'm just like thinking about all the editing I have to do. It's fine, just tell me. <laughs> you know what? Fine. We'll just no! wait and get your reaction. I'm going to say it, and it's going to be the fact, and you're just having to have to deal.
2: you okay. have to deal with it. I'll deal. It'll be fine.
0: I think, I think, yeah, it's fucking weird. Okay, sorry, that was my face, though. So. <laughs> okay. Um...
1: But yeah, they get this like sixth sense that there's a trap uh, if they go meet the others. But then they go meet the others later and there's still a trap
0: somewhere and it's fine. I mean, (laughs) so yeah, Blake spots a hidden tree trap, which would have killed everybody, but it didn't. I mean, it probably would have, I feel like.
1: Right. Well know. he's like the mainned and the Seder would have been fine. I might have been fine. Green eyes might have okay. been fine. Everyone Okay, maybe it gosh. wouldn't
0: have killed everyone. <laughs> fine. I was over exaggerating just a little bit, but it would have like it it probably would have would have killed bad. most of the people we've cared about. <laughs> yeah. Um, and some people we've no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> 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 uh, some people that are kind of obnoxious, but we still care about them anyway, I guess. Yes. Um
1: I like that Evan figures this out, um, that it's the rock and, you know, like really is like, no, Blake, look, it's the rock, the snow, blah, blah, blah. And Peter starts bitching, which is fair. You know, like, Blake can't be cold or something anymore. So he probably, you know, Peter should remind him, but also he could just like walk around in a circle or something. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, do jumping jacks, (laughs) something. (laughs) um, but they set off this trap safely, and it's this big epic crash, 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 crash. And it's pretty epic. It's pretty cool. And Peter starts bitching again about how, you know, oh, you're innocent. Go with them. You'll be, like, safer, and you'll, like, protect them from all the shit. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but no, like, I can't protect us from trees and dragons.
0: <laughs> uh, you can tell tre- Peter's just going to be a sommelier because of all the fucking wine <laughs>
1: <laughs> this reminds me of psalm that documentary have you seen psalm i'm not oh my god it's so good um it's about these uh they're all men who are going for their sm- sommelier license they're like master sommelier license there's different hmm. levels okay and um it's this, like, really hardcore intense test that takes, like, two or three days and it has, like, several parts and um, they have to be able to identify the, like, type of wine in terms of, like, the region and, like, the winery and, like, the type and, like, the year. Fuck. Like, like they get six glasses, like, three whites, three reds poured in front of them and they have... I don't even know how long. Maybe, like, 30 minutes. But still, like, they have to identify what these six glasses of wine are. Just, like, any wine.
0: Any wine! In the fucking world. <laughs> it's
1: fucking insane. Um, it's a really good documentary. Um, one Fuck. of the dudes is kind of a prick bag. But not in a fun Peter way. He's just really hardcore. Mm. He's, like, really, really serious about the whole thing.
0: He's serious about his fucking wine. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, Man. Yeah, um but probably it's... hate to see that guy sober. It's probably a real stick in the mud.
1: <laughs> well, so and that's part of they'd have spit buckets because, um you know, you don't want to get yeah, you
0: can't get trashed,
1: drunk, and uh, like your brain stops working for so your you self. misidentify <laughs> the last wine or whatever. Yeah,
0: I guess. Um, yeah, and I'm like, that's kind of sad. It's part of the joy, I would think, of being the sommelier. I <laughs> you know. Oh yeah, also
1: they have the most supportive partners of all time they're like their wives and or girlfriends they're just these dudes in this documentary it's insane like this woman at one point talks about how like if they have like wine parties she like wakes up and there's just these like spit buckets of wine all over her living room (laughs) and also they study for like like hours and hours and hours and they have to go away to like do these crazy wine stuff oh and then they they fail right because it's really fucking hard um it's just like the like the pass rate for this exam is like so like it's, like ridiculous. it's not great like people pass but like oh. um and most of the dudes i think in the documentary like i don't i'm not positive but i don't think any of them are on like their first try um <laughs> fuck. and they're fucking devastated with if they fail because it's just like so exhausting and awful and
0: uh so if they were to get a glass of wine to relax would that stress them out more afterwards um, no Maybe. i think they they no? like wine but also what if they got poured the same one they <laughs> <laughs> are like oh like here i'll try this one and then they kept, they're they like
1: fuck <laughs> well it was Bring me back there <laughs> um i showed it to ben because it reminds me of law school um <laughs> <laughs> like the intense ah. like pressure wow. and like studying and um the worst part is that some of them go and talk to each other uh to be like oh what did you call for the wines or whatever and they'll like have like com- like they won't agree <laughs> and it's kind of like well you know one at least one of you is wrong kind of a thing and it's oh, yeah. just like with like exams in law school that's like, a
0: terrible feeling
1: don't ever talk to anyone about it after because Mm -hmm. you're not going to accomplish anything except for feeling like shit or making someone else feel like shit because like there's nothing you can do about it it uh, anyway i learned that in nursing school
0: too and yeah i would always think i failed and most of the time i did not and so well actually yeah no i never failed actually But but it's likely
1: that you know,
0: neither of you were perfect, and you both got some points, and it's all going to be fine. <laughs> you got, both got some points, and you both missed some points, and it's fine. Right. Or you at least probably missed some points. But anyway, <laughs> that's stressful. It's stressful, But it's great. That was a lot and more. Th- that was interesting. I didn't expect that to come from my <laughs> dumb joke, That I came up all by myself. <coughs> Wine and... Did you not get it? Birds. Oh, okay.
1: Yeah, no, I'm just thinking about all the stuff we've been... Gotcha. All the tangents that like sound <laughs> like they might be boring but are
0: fun but are fun wine and birds Mm -hmm. birds and wine whiny birds they go great together birdie wine
1: (laughs) so another thing about ben that's ridiculous is he um he chooses to buy products that have birds on them (laughs) um like when he's not really sure whatever if like a product has a bird he's like i buy that one and he says it like works out or whatever because people who like birds like know what they're doing or something um but when we went uh to maui for the funeral we went to costco and he found like all the bottles because of- mom was running out of wine we were shopping or whatever and so ben found all the bottles of wine in costco with a bird on them <laughs> yeah. those. they're like six different they're the bird wine and they were nice We <laughs> were just kind of like
0: okay really you're just gonna buy bird wine Yep. <laughs> he wants like, to well, support. You know, if I don't lovers. know what type of wine it is, I might as well get all the ones with birds on it. <laughs> like, well, okay, I guess he can't really <laughs> argue with that logic. <laughs> support the bird lovers. <laughs> and he brought this bird game. Like, this man is obsessed with fucking birds. Yeah, it's a great game though. Wingspan. Everyone it actually go play wingspan. Fun. I was, yeah. He brought it up so much, it kind of made me not want to play it. But then once I played it. It was pretty fun. It yeah. was pretty fun I think game. you're the only one who liked it other than us. <laughs> oh really? I like yeah, well, it. I yeah, like could, I fun. couldn't tell about
1: Patalis, but mom, it's just there's too many little moving parts. I don't think she has very much fun
0: playing it. Yeah. Well, I mean, Ben won every time too, so can't compete against that man when it comes to birds. Even <laughs> if it's my luck, just can't do it. <laughs> yeah, also okay. board games. We need to talk about the fucking book. I swear we need to, like, come up with, like, another podcast that's just, like, Malia and Jenny just, like... Talk about shit. (laughs) Yeah, we just fucking talk our little hearts out. It's probably Doof After Dark, but... Doof After Dark. Yeah, that's true. But we're recording After Dark, Mm -hmm. which is not that interesting. (laughs) So, anyway. Blake spots the trap. Yep. And he (laughs) triggers the trap. Yep. And no one dies. Yep. Congratulations. Um peter gives Roxana talking to because she's being also sommelier
1: <laughs> i mean she's not really whining extern well okay so she like gainsays tiff which is mean just like a dick move right and she doesn't get what that means because like you know most people will push back on stuff when they're not having a great time mm-hmm. um but yeah this was rude um and it's nice that you know, Blake's sticking up for his friends and he calls Roxanne on that and he's like, Hey, don't and Roxanne's like, How about you don't be condescending? And Peter's like, No, Roxanne, they they're these people are better than us <laughs> <laughs> And I I you know, I don't know that he's right, but like they do know a lot more about what's going on and they do have a lot of power to do hardcore shit. Um it's a this is a fun breakdown of, you know, the Thorburns and Peter's assessments of his sisters in particular and what they're good at and what they do, you know, like Peter, like this branch of the family or whatever, like is really, really pushed by their dad to be the best. Um, And like the different ways they've dealt with or reacted to that or whatever, you know, like Catherine decided to define success in a way that her dad doesn't, didn't agree with. And mm-hmm. Paige just like pushes herself to extremes. And Ellie, like, is a scrapper kind of and Mm -hmm. like peter's super super smart but will like retreat and study and try to come back and get people and roxanne is just like really fucking good at this um and she's scary um i love that she just has a bunch of knives uh that she yeah has thought about how to deal with blake um because she's specifically taken, like, knives and then, like, alcohol and matches. <laughs> hmm Um, and I think it's kind of cool that Blake's just like, yeah, that's fine. Like, it's okay that she was, like, making contingency plans to deal with me specifically. <laughs> like, um, and it just is a reminder of how scary and how much of a threat Blake is. Like, people don't, like, like, she's noticed how effective and scary he is. Um, but yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's nice that Peter's like, hey, we're all scared, and instead of freaking out about us, like, freak out about the other... The other like, guys. The external threats. <laughs> um, It's... Oh, it's also great that Peter's like, you could be as scary of a monster as anything here, which I agree. Um, She could definitely be an Eva, you know? But then Evan's like, that's not true! Blake's horrifying! Like... <laughs> <laughs>
0: Blake's scary than any of you. <laughs> like, like, ah, you're so so encouraging about so you. So nice.
1: It's so funny,
0: <laughs> and I like that.
1: Green eyes is kind of on his list of like you know he's like Blake is the best, but then Green eyes is also part of the the team, so he throws in like Green eyes is also a great monster. Like,
0: it's just it's so cute. Yeah, it's very cute. He's a he's a good hype man. He is. He's a good egg. All right, so Blake, uh. They they see some really scary fucking monster thing that is, mm-hmm. like, terrifying. And Blake almost gets totally choked out and, like, neck broken. Corviday kind of swoops into the rescue. <laughs> but Blake's, like, pretty fucking suspicious. Don't be suspicious. <laughs> no, I just want
1: a little, like, video of, like, Mara and Corviday doing the, like, don't be suspicious. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, this thing is scary and gross. It's, like the corpse that they can't touch but can grab them um i think blake identifies it as uh something astral related um which is like what diana deals with question mark um like i guess what does astral mean let me google this yeah relating to a supposed non-physical realm of existence to which various psychic and paranormal phenomena are ascribed And in which the physical human body is said to have a counterpart. But then also maybe the stars. I think in this version maybe it's more of the like first thing I said. Um, sorry. Um, but yeah, this thing is scary. And, um, bad. Um, so they start trying to figure out how to deal with it. And salt doesn't work. And, you know, no one can really grab it. Um, or touch it. Um, And you need stuff prepared in advance to deal with astral threats. Um, This could be something like a nightmare or Mm -hmm. the doom or a curse made manifest. Um, And I think it's interesting that we've seen, you know, a nightmare and doom in pale. Um, Mm -hmm. And (laughs) I like that Tiff, like, I wish Tiff had more shit with her in terms of like rosaries and crap um but it's funny she asks Roxy like you know did you grab this and Roxy's like why would i and i'm just like girl you just saw like have you not seen enough vampire movies like you should have <laughs> grabbed something if you saw it like you know you see these like horrible scary monsters and you're not like <laughs> you know and you see these like crazy knife lady and if she had that it seems like you should have grabbed it but whatever uh tiff also doesn't have that so sure um and so she gets a coin tiff does and starts to do this thing where she uses it I, don't, I wasn't sure if she was gonna flip it she like put it on Blake's shoulder and she was gonna try to like compel the thing to go away but coronet shows up and fucks that up um because like a dickhead and but then he grabs the knife from roxanne and gets the thing and we're all relieved we saved Blake in a super dick way except we also know that he's evil <laughs> or whatever he's a bad guy um, bad fucking dude and Peter's like hey thank you welcome to the party like <laughs> and Blake's like uh this sucks um yeah
0: alright so um they see Mara and she looks like she's 13 years old and she's fucking intimidating Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah she's not easy to <laughs> talk to (laughs) no
1: um i i liked that blake kept reminding us of how young she was um because like we know this by now but i think i had kind of forgotten um that she's like taken over her daughter's body or whatever at this point um i think it's i mean it's interesting with her seeing the power of ritual and repetition and you know she's done things like this for like hundreds of years or whatever to accrue this power and um be able to use it in ways like this but also like peter is like super right and she's so boring <laughs> like she's so bland like like i like she's gotta be like angry and like bitchy in part because she eats the same shit all the time like i
0: couldn't do that like oh my god like <laughs> yeah that would be the fucking worst I- like I, don't know.
1: I mean, yeah, if you like you know if you have to, that's one thing, but just don't you think sometimes you'd like do it a little differently <laughs> like,
0: oh. <It> cheap, <laughs> <Yeah>. like <sighs> you, like you've never ordered a fucking pizza or like <laughs> wanted to do anything like that,
1: well, just maybe like you know one day you're eating like rabbit, and maybe the next day you'd eat like chicken or you know, like you'd like like shake things
0: up a little like like. Do a different spice in your whatever um, stew. I mean, I don't know if she necessarily has to eat like the same animal every day, but like I'm sure she gets the same types of things. At least she said she
1: eats the same thing at the same time in the same way every fucking day. Oh, my God.
0: Yeah, I'd go Um. fucking insane.
1: (laughs) And yeah, just like no wonder she hates everything.
0: Um I mean, you know what? Maybe that's the secret to defeating her. Cause like if you've only eaten one fucking thing for like eons, <laughs> like you just gotta fucking sneak some shit in there and then she's gonna have like straight horrible up horrible reaction. like hor- <laughs> she's gonna have horrible shits and just <laughs> vomiting and it's just gonna be bad. You know?
1: <laughs> <That's> so awful. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, but see so, I'm you know- <laughs> I almost thought you were going to say, like, you know, give her a slice of pizza and she'll be like, wow, like, I'm no longer an
0: asshole. (laughs) (laughs) No, but she would never try it. That's true. I mean, unless you could disguise, like, use magic to disguise a slice of pizza as, like, a fucking bland ass, like, (laughs) rabbit leg, you know, it's charred to hell.
1: (laughs) I mean, hopefully she's a better, like, she's a decent cook or whatever. Yeah, I, mean, I, guess but I, guess, had, I guess she's uh, had
0: plenty of time to fucking practice. Yeah. Maybe that's why she's like, this is, I mean, no one can cook better than me. Because <laughs> I've been doing this for fucking, like, hundreds and hundreds of years. So, like, obviously, I know what the fuck I'm doing. So, there's no point to even eating anything else. Yeah. Uh, it just sounds boring abysmal sounds off sounds fucking dreadful
1: right it just like doesn't sound worth it and i mean i guess it's like you know like you know boredom is a construct like loneliness is a privilege like like fuck you like <laughs> bleh. but also just I'm, like, like you're telling me go that, to sleep or something like why
0: <laughs> why are you doing this what's the point go to bed i mean i don't know what that says about someone you know like like i guess it's kind of impressive that she just like doesn't get bored. But also just like I just don't I mean I don't know. I can't comprehend not getting bored. I want to
1: see her talk to a fairy and be like, listen, you weak bitch. Like <laughs> 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 like like because fairy's whole thing is like trying not to get bored. That's um, true. And because they live for a fucking ever. Right. But so has and so she, does she. That's and true. Maybe most but I bet I bet she's older than Marisica, you know? Like, I bet yeah. she's not that... Like, I bet a lot of Farrier are older than her. Like, I'd even believe maybe, like, Gilamay or whatever is. But I'd believe she's as old as Podrick or whatever.
0: Maybe. Parik. Padrick. Podrick. Padrick. Park. Padrick. Okay. <clears throat> and, uh, glad I added that to the podcast. <laughs> it's gonna add a lot of content right there. <sighs> so, yeah. yeah, she, uh... She's fucking scary and she doesn't eat fucking anything interesting. Um, Yeah. But she's intimidating and like she's got a lot of power.
1: Right. And she's just also like so angry. Like she's like, how dare you come here without my permission? And just like, oh, like, can we have sent a letter? Like, what could we have done? Like, you couldn't have done anything. Nothing. Like, fuck you. And it's like, (laughs) okay. Uh,. (laughs) that's unreasonable yeah like that's stupid um and i don't know i was just like proud of tiff for this like it's impressed impressive how much she's like retained and learned about the practice Mm -hmm. and all this stuff and um she's really like she's kind of like second in command of this whole mission thingy or whatever like blake obviously is dominating but she's she's like doing a good job um i i like that blake kind of acknowledges this um it seems a funny, like, point in favor of, like, awakening improves you as a person. <laughs> yeah. But also, I don't know that he gives her enough credit. Um, she was really shy in groups and stuff. So this that's a thing that's changed. Mm-hmm. But she wasn't afraid to call Blake on his bullshit, like, during their date. Um, yeah. So on the one hand, yes. On the other hand, uh, I mean, yeah, she's she's had this in her
0: in a way for sure that's true but yeah it's definitely we can see it better right i mean she yeah she has grown um but yeah so then
1: blake decides to walk this weird tightrope between like i'm not picking a fight but i'm also being threatening because that's what she understands Mm -hmm. um and everybody else is fucking nervous about it (laughs) Right, which is fair. Because, yeah, she wants you to, like, pick a fight. Like, she wants
0: you to be, you know, whatever. Yeah. She wants a fucking excuse.
1: Right. Um, It is pretty fun. I thought it was really funny when Blake's like, I'm speaking her language. <laughs> and yeah. it's like, Indian? <laughs> <laughs> that's so fucking funny. That's great, yeah. Because, like, no, Evan, he's obviously speaking English. Like, what are you talking about? But also Indian. Like, God, it was so fucking funny. <laughs> um and props to tiffany for knowing the language that mara likely speaks yeah that's um, pretty sharp but god that was so funny
0: (laughs) yeah it's funny (sighs) uh yeah he's Um, like yeah or jacob's bells being drawn into the abyss like fucking good (laughs) (laughs) right like so i guess i mean it's about this time where i'm like what was the plan
1: like what did you what what was the deal and I guess they just like are trying to rule out like they're trying to figure Story out who... of, like
0: their fucking life right <laughs> what's the plan <laughs> I don't know just, like,
1: what's, what's the angle like I guess they're trying to figure out and they're trying to rule out you know who is the big bad behind the scenes uh manipulating stuff yeah and so I guess you do want to go and be like hey Mara is it you <laughs> But also, when they're just standing out here, like, maybe about to die, it's like, why are we here, guys? (laughs) Uh, So Blake is like, fight me, bitch. And Tiff's like, um, I'm here. So this doesn't happen. (laughs) Yeah. Can we not do this? (laughs) And Blake's like, there's no other way. Uh, Probably. But also, he's buying time. And I'm like, buying time to figure a way out of this. Buying time for Rose to show up. Like, what do you, what are you doing?
0: He didn't get that far, Malia. It's <laughs> just he buys the time, and then everyone else figures the other stuff out.
1: He does. Oh he my can't god,
0: do everything. He does need time. So <laughs> he does need time. Um. Yeah. Well, I think I'd
1: have a hard time being a practitioner because I mean, I guess you can just call people on their bullshit all the time, but you have to listen to people. Be like, what is? Humanity, like. <laughs> <laughs> like, fucking bullshit. Like, <laughs> love is an invention. <laughs> <honestly. laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: oh, <laughs> like, I couldn't do it. Like, oh my god! Like, I you all I so have much. to do it because she's gonna kill you is with the tree. You? you know, like, like the
2: tree's gonna kill you. <laughs>
0: Like you were the equivalent. You have, uh, you have the lifespan of a moth, and I'm gonna yeah.
1: right. And she can like
0: just like affect
1: time and make out. the birds attack you and stuff. Like you can't just be like fuck off. Yeah,
0: <laughs> thank you. Yeah. Uh, although yeah, Peter tries rough. and he's great. Yeah, I mean he he gets stuff moving, mm-hmm. but it's later. <laughs> um. <laughs> Yeah, that's like a bunch of like. I feel like she would be like a philosophy. Oh my god! Major,
1: all that practitioners works. should be like philosophy, rhetoric, whatever. Uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's it's a fun conceit to have that like be effective. Um, you know, make like cool speeches and whatever, like have weight, and so they like really make sense in this universe. But sometimes, man, like it's too
0: much. <laughs> uh. All right. So off er, Mara offers a really terrible deal. She's like, yeah, just like kill some people and I'll let the same amount of them leave. <laughs> and Blake plays along, but he turns on Corviday. I love how
1: Blake is like, OK, what is my one thing that I bring to the table? Murder. <laughs> like, <laughs> Hey, Mara, let us go and I'll I'll kill some randos. It's going to be great. Like, let me do it. You hate humans? Fine. We're gonna do it. Um, and she's like, no, I hate these humans. <laughs> um, and, like, Blake, what does it say about you that basically everyone here, except for, like, probably Evan and Green Eyes, thinks that you're gonna kill them? <laughs> like, I guess we don't see Tiff, um, <clears throat> like, be super afraid, but I'm sure, you know, she was worried about it. And especially when he's like, sorry about this. Like, don't say that.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> like, here... <laughs> way to like. <clears throat> <clears throat> like, that was not the thing to say.
1: <laughs> um, I like that he recognizes that Peter and Roxanne are threats. Um, and also like, good for them. <laughs> like, yeah, this scary man with a sword is like. Kill. like well i guess i'm gonna k- pick half of you to die right and it says sorry about this like fucking get those matches like let's go um but also i'm glad that you know he's like i'm not gonna hurt family or whatever yeah. um and that was nice um and he kind of goes through and he's like no no and i totally forgot Corbinay was there um because mm-hmm. he's like i turned to the three others and i wasn't counting green eyes and i was like you have to be counting green eyes like there's no <laughs> else there. And then it was Corviday, And so he uses this to be like, okay, you're working with Mara, so I'll kill you. And Mara's like, he's like indigenous, so I take that as an insult. And I love, I don't remember who says it, but they're like, aren't insults invented? And I was like,
0: yes. Like, oh, Fucking, <laughs> that's right, <laughs> bitch. <laughs> and she's just like, damn it. They got me on that one, but.
1: Uh, yeah um but yeah so it's all this like multi-dimensional chess with corviday and blake and trying to figure out you know what is corviday implying and then there's mara who's not being super subtle and uh you know oh if i kill you you'll come back you know not if you kill me with the hyena and then Mara being like well then kill green eyes um and blake's like no and. So then Mara decides to play around with the time magic in her area, and Peter decides this is a good time to start yelling at her, which is great. I can't tell if this is a good idea or not, Um, but I do like when Peter yells at people, and I really love when the Thorburns are like, no, you don't understand, like, we're the worst. Like, (laughs)
0: Like,
1: we're really
0: fucking terrible.
1: We're so bad. Um... And like, he's like, hey, Mara, you want a bunch of people to die? Like, let Blake live. Like, he's good at that. Like, he's going to make this happen. Um, and I love that Tiffany's like, oh, I wish I'd gone with Rose's group. like <laughs> Poor Tiffany. <Disney. laughs> hey. um, but yeah, it's like the Thorburns are so shit that we're a cancer and we'll kill humanity if you let us. <laughs> like, it's going to stretch way beyond this town. Um, we suck. Um, but then Mara compares like humanity to cancer and, you know, the Thorburns are like a poison. Um, and you know, you use chemo to try to kill cancer. If you, you know, if you apply a poison carefully, maybe you can cure the cancer. Mm -hmm. Um, and Peter's like, we're not careful. We're like fucking crazy. (laughs) Um, and then Mara says like. The thing that makes me the most hopeful I've been uh, in a couple arcs, which is basically like, you know, I'm not worried about you. I'm worried about your grandma. Um, Like your grandma is smart enough to like carefully use the Thorburn poison to kill cancer. Um, And this is the thing that gives me the most hope about Grandma Rose. Um, And... Because, like, Mara obviously sucks and, like, wants everyone in this town to die.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And the fact that, like, you know, she wants to counteract Grandma Rose suggests that Grandma Rose is trying to do a good thing, <laughs> I hope. I only hope. Uh, yeah. Um, and I like that, you know, Peter's, like, final thing before the birds come back is he's like, you know, you're not even human because, like humans strive to improve like humans strive to change um and by like never changing you're less human than everyone here including like the ghost mermaid and evan also where the fuck did uh the faceless woman go because like she totally was here and then she like she she wasn't here this chapter
0: and i miss her um i'm sorry thanks well, um, moving on. The birds all attack. It's like the movie The Birds. What? Except like a thousand times worse. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then Rose and the Calvary come to save the day. Dun, 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 dun. Um, I like that Peter asks Roxanne for
1: help. Um, that's kinda nice. Um, but yeah. Um he's trying to light matches and they keep being put out and then Green Eyes eats Crow. And I thought that's an idiom and I don't remember what it means. So I'm going to Google it. Eat crow. Eat crow. To be humiliated by having to admit one's defeats or mistakes. Right. Um. Hopefully she doesn't have to do that, but she does eat crow. <laughs> and Corvinet is going to stab her and Blake runs and he's like, you know, duck green eyes. And then she almost like fucks him up. And I'm assuming that's some sort of, you know, Corbinay manipulation, but then he's, he's stabbing but then a hand grabs him and uh, it's Mara who stopped him from stabbing corvide. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> and so he takes the hyena and is like, I've been, you know, totally adhering to my oath or whatever. And so Mara has the hyena and she's like, you suck. And... You know, I want the spirits in this place to, you know, give him a heart and stab him in the heart with his blade, (laughs) which is a lot. Um, and I was like, he already has a heart, um, which might be important. (laughs) Ah! Um, at least I think he still has a heart, uh... But yeah, so then Rose shows up with a fucking hunting rifle, like shooting. It, it makes me think of um Jumanji. Hmm. The um you know the, the hunter guy. Yeah. Um <laughs> that guy has big conquest energy, and Rose is definitely channeling For that sure. right now. And For I thought sure. it was funny that he's lo- that she's like, I thought you meant like I thought this man I couldn't miss. And they're like, Well, not if they can dodge bullets. <laughs> <laughs> like we're not that hardcore like it just it helps (laughs) um and it's i love that it's yeah just like fucking rose is the one doing it it's not you know one of the knights or you know someone else with her and like i love that energy uh it's very conquest um but also her group outnumbers blake's which is rude especially considering that he like specifically was like you know send the same number of people to Rose as you're giving to me to Jeremy um, and like maybe the knights just got there and they were like well let's go meet up with Blake we're heading the same direction but like sus it's pretty sus um, I don't get why Corvide gave Blake one of Mara's dolls I'm assuming it's one of Mara's dolls mm-hmm. uh, I'm not sure what smashing it has done but that seems bad for Mara
0: Well, neither does Blake probably so <laughs>
1: Um, Mara refuses to say whether she's involved, which is fun, and is a little shit, which is fun. (laughs) (laughs) Allow me to consult my notes. (laughs) Like, god, so good. Um, and he's like, shoot him, except don't, because he has a hand mirror bound in paper. Um,
0: and this is very exciting. That could be some crazy shit. It could be. (laughs) All right. Now we're at our pale and comparison section. Woo, woo. So it seems like you want to talk about blood hag stuff. Yeah, I just remember...
1: Um, so they thought Alpi was a, a night hag? mm mm-hmm. um, And assuming that Mara is a blood hag, and that's an accurate depiction or whatever, like, holy shit, Alpi would be fucking terrifying. I mean, she's already, like, really powerful and scary, mm-hmm. but, like... <sighs> I guess Mara could, the- like, you could theoretically have, like, a nice blood hag. Uh, <laughs> I'm not sure what the word blood, you know, like, what's haggy about it and what is blood about it, you know? Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, like, were people super fucking freaked out about Alpi when they're like, maybe she's a hag? Because, oh my god.
0: Terrifying. It's fucking scary. Yeah. Uh, that was my big thought. <laughs> I mean, I have kind of figured... Yeah, the blood hag thing was, um, in large part, just how she continues to live forever, in terms of like, you the, know, taking over the blood of her daughters. Yeah, kind of a thing. Yeah, that's I kind of. That's how I kind of see it. I don't know if there might be something else, but it's kind of what I think. Yeah, um, maybe there has to be that. Yeah, like, maybe a, maybe blood, blood hags do different things. Um, maybe there has to be a blood connection. Maybe I don't know. Um yeah seems like hags are pretty scary, yeah um she's a fun example of the like
1: blurry line between other and practitioner Because um, it it doesn't seem like she necessarily awoke, like I don't know her relationship with the seal um she you know seems to have existed before all that um and you know the idea that she can practice, but she's also another, but also what is like fun, and um yeah, that's just such a big theme in pale and it's also been a really big theme in pact um what with blake and rose but it's fun seeing wild bow uh outline boxes and then tear them down i guess
0: Mm -hmm. all right cool 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 i want to talk about your
1: bold and specific (laughs) prediction
0: (laughs) i wrote one down you wrote one down it says it's conquest it's conquest (laughs) elaborate please <laughs> um yes
1: yeah, so the first time i read through and you see corviday and he's holding a hand mirror and it's bound in paper i was like oh it's conquest he's back Um like corviday has conquest in the hand mirror mm-hmm. and he may or may not release him and fuck oh, everything fuck. up and then i was like so does everything just go back to normal in Toronto like does Conquest just go back and everything goes back and it's all just whatever um or maybe he doesn't release him and then my second read through I was like no that's what Wildbo wants me to think but it's really just a fucking hand mirror and there's nothing happening <laughs> like it's just a trick um but I don't think we know what happened to the hand mirror and stuff and I've also like tried to outthink Wildbo too many times and so it's Conquest <laughs>
0: All right. Okay, I like it. It's Conquest. Okay, our previous discussion question from last week um, was, design a dragon in the other verse. What is its origin and what is its element? We have some really good ones and some really long ones and some really long and good ones. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, I don't know if we're going to be able to read the entire thing for all this, but we're going to try. We're going to try. And do our best. So, First, we have Hobo Demon. Um, They say, we all remember the GameStop stock squeeze, but we only know the mundane aspects of the story. The infinite debt of the mutual funds who had shorted the stock generated a dragon native to the electronic realms, powered by the crushing forces of owed money, and has been adjusting variable (laughs) interest rates ever (laughs) since. I really like that. That's pretty great. Um, Captain Rhino uh,
1: has envisioned an ice dragon um that's created by an elementalist who's fucking around with ice magic in their domain while a shaman is harvesting warmth and fire spirits for a big project so these things like interact with each other um the shaman is a bad practitioner and so um they release their ice magic into the so- snowstorm and <clears throat> which drives like heat spirits away sucks more cold spirits in and the domain fucks up uh because the elementalist has died because they suck and um like all these bindings and stuff fuck up and boom ice dragon boom um and it's uh more interesting and uh elaborate answer so go read it on reddit <laughs>
0: <laughs> go read it on reddit woo it is pretty sweet uh, okay this is long too this also seems good Um, uh, voided anxiety so says it's kind of interesting it seems similar to some pale stuff just reading off the bat um mm-hmm. so it says a particularly cruel and physically isolated practitioner family has a habit of intentionally horrifying prisoners as a means of psychological warfare um so they check and make sure the prisoners don't have any magic items on them beforehand. It's really thorough. So they don't magically like explode themselves by horrifying some random sh- fucking magical shit.
2: <laughs> um,
0: so one particular prisoner happened to be the champion of a God of healing and had a gift from that God implanted into his chest cavity, which was a tall, small talisman capable of like accelerating healing for as long as powers fed into it. Mm. Um, prisoner, uh, intended to steal from the family and had several obfuscation spells in place, um, which wasn't enough to keep him from being caught, but uh, made it just let his implanted item slip through. Um, so he's gruesomely horrified, sealed in a cell in the center of the diagram. Um, normally the talisman would draw in spirits of healing, which would inhabit the wounded flesh for a bit. And then they'd move on as so the user was healed, but the spirits found themselves drawn in and held within uh, the champion's horrified body, and they weren't really sure what to heal or how because his body was like so fucked. So that resulted in more horror flesh growing, which further compacted and gnarled into the horrified form within the diagram, which was in more real estate and wounded flesh to hold healing spirits. So it took about five years for the massive limbs and rage to rip out of its tiny space in the wall, and only a few wild men to slaughter most of the family that had created it. <laughs> a horror dragon. A vortex of swirling, flailing flesh consumed its fellow prisoners and fled into the nearby forest, and now it roams around the surrounding mountains and woodlands, inarticulately screaming rage and pain into the air, growing all the while. It is considered a kill-on-sight problem, but as it was last compared to building in size, no one is in a hurry to try. That's <laughs> pretty cool. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, it's fucking the, terrifying.
1: the legendres on that stat <laughs> yeah bind that shit up
0: <laughs> bind that shit up
1: um yarl's has a fun one that reminds me of hobo demons um they say that a technomantic cryptocurrency dragon um is created because it only has value power because people say it has power um and not like a big scam or whatever, but kind of like how like a God that worships itself. Right. People say this thing has value, which means it has value. And then it looks like it's increased in value. And so more people say it has value and it keeps going up and up and up and up and up. Um, so that's awesome. It's just I love it.
0: money. Money is a lot. Money, money, money. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But uh, last, but definitely not least, um, Wildbow answered and I'm just going to say beforehand um, because I'm probably going to try to summarize it a little bit. Um, Go ahead and read his answer on the Reddit post because Mm -hmm. I probably won't do it justice, but I'm going to do my best. So um, he says a witch prepared her gingerbread house um, to, as a lure to entrap children. Um, So made some candy that the children would eat until they were too sleepy and weighed down to move um she secured it further ironically by being on the local pta and managing a campaign about the dangers of sugar which made like everyone of course want to eat fucking sugar um let me see a candy house um so she dressed it up with a bit of panache and a streak of cruelty panache 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 Ganache, maybe that sounds, which rhymes with ganache, which Ooh, really fits in to this candy house, which I know was not the point of that word. But <laughs> So the kids with stomachs um, distended from the sugary treats they'd eaten um, would be gradually swallowed up by the ground and dragged into the cellars of the house where they would be candied, which is really fucked up. Um, each child became the source of production for a particular type of treat like a cookie, chocolate, candy, something like that. Um, He said one kind of asshole kid became black licorice, but maybe that was nice for the kid. Um, (laughs) Every bite taken out of the candy was felt by the child who created that candy. And so they were cursed, trapped below, told they would only escape if someone else ate every last bite of that particular treat on the premises. And that person would be their soulmate with a taste for them in particular, and they'd run off free and happy or traumatized. But I mean, they would be free. Uh, but things didn't tend to get that far. Um, incoming victims would inevitably want to try the next amazing treat. Um, so enter Bernhard. This little boy had met a mean-spirited goblin years ago who'd given him magic. He could eat anything. So he won his pie eating contest and he could eat his aunt's awful cooking. That seemed really well, but there was a catch. He had to eat everything offered to him. And the goblin was probably a complete ass and fed him a bunch of terrible shit. But he eventually won with a trick of words, ate the goblin, carried on for a few years until he found the candy house. So that on its own wouldn't be enough to make a candy dragon. But <laughs> the witch had to be away for a few months to look after a sick relative. And she raised things to manage themselves. Um, basically infinitely replenishing candy um she asked the local powers to look after her place make sure things kept going um so the boy who could eat anything ate everything and everything like was infinite and by the time anyone realized what was happening things were pretty fucking bad they couldn't get in contact with the witch Bernhard became a little hefty dragon egg and not of infinite loops patterns and established repercussions so that's how the powers of that region got forsworn the witch came back to find a fucking dragon in her pocket world which would have been a candy house and the candy cursed children who were trapped got free um when the dragon dug for and ate all the candy in one swallow they didn't get their soulmates but you know they're not really gonna fucking complain about that <laughs> they fed the witch to the dragon hung around for a while keeping the dragon company up for a bit until the magic sustaining them eventually crumbled bernhardt is more or less gone. There's just a candy dragon that keeps fucking growing, strains the boundaries of the pocket world, and no one knows what's going to happen with the wall shatter. No one knows where he is. No one listens to the first who's supposed to care for the space. <laughs> so no one has warded it or secured <laughs> the borders. 1K will go free, and no one will have any idea how it happened. <laughs> so does it, like, okay, that's awesome. I love that you're going to ask me questions, like, I know. Well, but... well no,
1: we're just gonna we're going to speculate. So, <laughs> okay. I am imagining, like, a classic European dragon, like, made out of, like, bright pink candy and shit. Mm. Do you think it breathes, like, red hots? Like, what
0: What does a candy dragon do? (laughs) What do they do? What a question. Well, I mean, I don't know. It, It depends, like, are we going with, like, in terms of breathing fire with, like, the element in terms of, like, the feeling of heat or, like. To look like could it be like cotton candy coming out of its mm. mouth you know um i mean like will it just
1: so if it gets out of the pocket world is it just gonna be like a big massive lump of candy and then is it just gonna like spread and eat and like get more and more and spread the candy or is it gonna like
0: fly around and yeah like shoot fucking it's gonna be a really fucking bad During, like, the wintertime. Think of all those gingerbread houses. (laughs) They're just gonna be, like, gone. It's gonna be terrible.
1: Yeah. I realize another question that would have been fun is, like, how do you destroy it? Because, I mean, like, in the chapter we kind of learned that, like, you destroy it by, like, outdoing it and or stabbing it. Um, Mm -hmm. So do you need, like, Willy Wonka to show up to fucking, like, obliterate this candy drink? what? Is, like what needs to
0: happen? You can get like a giant like toothbrush <laughs> Some good fucking toothpaste. Uh, no. <laughs> um <laughs> I don't know. I mean, that's true, but that would have been that would have been tricky. Um Right. I just t- I have so many questions. Yeah, this is great. Well, I mean we got a new discussion question we can ask, so we can <laughs> we could keep going. Could be like, Fight the candy dragon. <laughs> Fight the candy dragon and all the other dragons. The horrifying dragon, the snow dragon, the GameStop dragon, <laughs> and
1: the Doge dragon. <laughs> the what? The Doge dragon.
0: That's right. doge coin um, dragon.
1: I. No, nope, my brain stopped. Um, How many kinds of hags are there? I don't know. <laughs> Night hag, blood hag?
0: No. <clears throat> According to D and D, there's six types. Ooh. Which I don't know if I mean it's a start. It's a start. Which I'm not saying a blood hag, but maybe maybe just it's just not named that way. Okay, so there's the Anna's hag, which is the large one. What? <laughs> She's the what? largest one. She's eight <sighs> feet tall. Uh she uh disguises herself as a kind old woman, encouraging children to confide in her. But like, yeah, I don't know. The bear hag, which I probably didn't pronounce right, but whatever um they become living examples of cr- the cruelty of winter Say that dusk hag uh she can see visions of the future to attract audiences um they tend to cause more problems than they solve um green hag which is the environmentally friendly hag <laughs> No, she's uh clear roots in the green-skinned witches of fairy tales and classic films um they live in dead forests or isolated swamps and it's putrid and gross. And then there's the night hag, which they were once fay creatures, but were so foul they were banished to Hades. Um, they can play the long game. There's the sea hag as well, which is winning the last in literally any beauty contest. So it starts with <laughs> rude. The pale and scale covered sea hag has a hatred of anything beautiful. Okay, I feel like these might not be the types of hags that Walbo is thinking of, but you never know i mean maybe (laughs) i had well i had a thought for a discussion question that's unrelated okay so that might be like better
1: well i was thinking because we you know we started this episode talking about things that sounded like they'd be boring but were actually interesting Mm -hmm. so like you know recommend like a some sort of piece of media that sounds like it'd be really boring but is actually really cool oh yeah no that's a good idea
0: okay i feel like that's a really sweet idea. Um, yeah. Well, thank you for listening, everybody. Um, if you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please subscribe, share it with your friends, and leave a rating and review. To support our podcast, go to patreon.com slash doofmedia. And if you'd like to support Wildbow as he continues to write fantastic stories, go to patreon.com slash wildbow.
1: You can follow the pod on Twitter at pale comparison or send us an email at pale in at gmail.com. Keep an eye out in our for our Reddit thread in R Parahumans, where you can answer our discussion question and share your thoughts on this episode. In addition, if you would like to see all of my predictions laid out, check out our episode description for a link to our prediction tracker. Next episode, we will be covering chapters fourteen point seven and fourteen
0: point eight. Okay, I have two possible fun facts. So there's one I've written down below, which Malia can see and obviously y'all can't, which is about perfume. And the other one is the one that i made the face out earlier (laughs) it's just fucking weird i need to know the
1: face one
0: okay all right (laughs) okay this is weird i don't even remember why how i figured i don't know okay so there's like this old nursery rhyme which i've never heard before but maybe you've heard it i've never fucking heard it um it's like cockle bread um like my granny is sick and now is dead and we'll go mold some cockle tea bread up with the heels and down with the head and that's the way to make cockle tea bread which is a really weird nursing (laughs) ride but (laughs) um so apparently cockle bread was like a really shitty type of bread uh that was like british corn or wheat mixed with cockle weed which may or may not be kind of toxic um but (laughs) This is like a long fucking time ago. So in the 17th century, a practice known as molding cockle bread had a sexual connotation. (laughs) So um, molding of cockle bread. So it's like either this weird fucking dance that's basically kind seems almost like twerking. (laughs) So so it's like (laughs) a dance that involved revealing the buttocks and simulating sexual activity, which is known (laughs) as molding the cockle bread. (laughs) what is this like yeah okay so john i know okay i'm gonna read a description of someone like talking about the dancing so john Aubrey, whoever that is um writes of young wenches indulging in a wanton sport called molding of cockle bread where they would get upon a table board and as they gather up their knees and their coats with their hands as high as they can and then they wobble to and fro with the buttocks (laughs) as if they were kneading of dough with their arses (laughs) And while doing this, they would sing the rhyme, My dame is sick and gone to bed, and I'll go mold my cockle bread up with my heels and down with my head. And this is the way to mold cockle bread. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? So, how do you do with your butt? <laughs> <laughs> C- uh, creatively. <laughs> um, so then this guy also writes, like, they found in some fucking book, what is it? Bucardus's book, Methodist. Confintetti. So it says one of the articles of interrogating a young woman is if she ever subjure panem clunibus or whatever, basically saying that like some woman would fucking get bread dough, put their butt or their like vulva on, like push it, hurt the dough into it, nope. bake it, and then nope. give it to the one that she loved. <laughs> <to eat.
1: laughs> Did you just get, like, the worst, like, yeast infection or UTI or whatever the fuck? Like, that's horrible. Don't do that. I mean,
0: <coughs> hopefully they didn't shove it up there. I mean, they just push it again. I mean, like, they probably had a bunch of infections back then because <laughs> people would never, like, fucking bathe anyway. But, like, yeah. I mean, yeah, I don't even know where to go from that. I don't, I don't know if that was a, a common thing. I don't know if they, like, if it was, like, a secret where it's, like i know i did it but he doesn't know or if it's like <laughs> hey i like you i i just wanted to give you my vagina bread my vulva bread just to let you know how i feel like maybe that was the old valentine's day t- type of thing no. you know nowadays we give chocolates and flowers back then they gave cockle bread
1: oh no. <laughs> that's amazing
0: so yeah so that turned into a weird ass nursery rhyme uh that I've never heard of.
1: About your dead grandma. It's just yeah. so
0: weird. About your dead grandma. And you're going to mold some fucking cockle tea bread. Which used to be like fucking twerking. <laughs> so thanks. Thanks for passing that on to your kids. You weird fucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh yeah. Was, it's was just really weird. Um, uh, well that was fun yeah well, um glad to you know you learn something new every day, they say or you try to, and so uh you're welcome
1: <laughs> on that note. We'll have talk a good week. To
0: y'all later, all right, bye. bye. bye.